This episode is brought to you by Pepsi Wild Cherry. Pepsi Wild Cherry is bursting with delicious cherry flavor and a sweet, crisp taste that gives you more to go wild for. Getting wild may look different these days, but whether it's opting for a solo Friday binge watch or a big night out, everyone can indulge in their wild side with Pepsi Wild Cherry, also available in Zero Sugar. So grab a Pepsi Wild Cherry and get wild. Joy! I'm not gonna worry about your level of concern. Joy and double joy! We talking about Twitter. Ripple joy! Think of how stupid the average person is, and then realize half of them are stupider than that. Quadruple joy! Never give up, never give up, never give up on the Steelers! Mike Tomlin's gotta be in Coach of the Year conversation. Who's coaching this ball club? Mike T. You better be willing to do unique things in order to expect unique results. And, and that's just life. We mock ourselves. You know, I was uh, I was actually joking last week when I said, oh, new year, new yins. It's the time to <laughs> turn over a new leaf in Steeler Nation. And I was like, mm-hmm. you know, the, well, not really, you know, it's Steeler Nation. We're, we're not really going to turn over a new leaf, but... Here no. we are, the first week of 2023, and there's a new Steeler Nation out there. Uh, you know, maybe it has to do with a certain quarterback. I don't know, but uh, mm-hmm. it certainly seems like this is the most optimistic, or certainly this is the most fun uh, I've seen on Steeler Nation, you know, geez, in the two years we've been doing this show, at least. A hundred percent. I could not agree more. I mean, I was trying to think of what was close and all I could think of was like, you know, last year, the home game against Baltimore, but even that was nothing like this. That was still, you know, okay, they won, but, and then there was a, but there's really not a lot of, but this week. That's no, no, but this week, all pure Chuck. That's right. It's what Jen's talking about. The conversation about the Steelers social media conversation. I am Kyle Kreiss in not-so-sunny Southern California in the 412. Uh, uh, maybe maybe changed his mind about going to the game this weekend? Or I don't know. <laughs> Greg no, 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 no. I'm, I'm, I'm heading back to Los Angeles uh, tonight, actually. So it's also, I'll be in L.A. But yes, it, uh, I will. So I will not be at uh, the game. I can tell you my mother will be. But uh, I will be back with you in uh, not-so-sunny Southern California. Yeah, and uh, the the most exciting time to be a Steelers fan, um, at least this season, and um, and you know we'll get to the quarterback talk because everyone's been talking oh, yeah. quarterback. We'll get to that maybe in the second half because mm-hmm. I want to talk Coach Tomlin after you know <laughs> it seems like the guy is like uh, who who was the guy always pushing the boulder up the hill? I feel like that's Mike Tomlin. That would be Sisyphus from Greek man. Mike Tomlin is the Sisyphus of Steeler Nation. It seems like no matter what he does, he's always pushing that ball uphill in terms of Steeler Nation. But finally, mm-hmm. for once, uh, we he's he could get, get a little uh, get a little down downhill push this time. I think. I, <laughs> what am I talking about? I don't know. Enough caucus. Let's get to the tweets. Mm-hmm. Starting with at Matt Verdeama, Matt Verdeame. 
Mike Tomlin should be put into the Hall of Fame without a waiting period. How the Steelers are 8-8 eight and eight and legitimately in the playoff race is unbelievable. Wow. Where's, where have these type of Steeler fans been all season? I've been, This is the attitude that I'm here for, and uh, it, it takes, finally, it takes, you know, an 8-8 eight and eight, eight and eight season. I, you know, it used to be 8-8 eight and eight was not the standard, but now everyone is celebrating. Well, I think it's 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 one over one of the most rousing after, you know, really two of the most rousing wins, particularly the most recent one. Also, too, I mean, it's it's not where's this guy been this last year. It's where's this guy been in this last decade. And it's entirely <laughs> possible he's like 22 and he was 12 then. So, I mean, immersive. Hopefully he wasn't on Twitter. But um, but yeah, I mean, it's there's really no way to downplay this achievement. I mean, it's it, that they're in the playoff race where they are. It's easy to say, well, they shouldn't have been in. They should have done better earlier. OK, well, they didn't have TJ and they played all these great teams teams or oh okay well all these other teams had injuries okay that's a shame but you know you still don't get an apology letter for the injuries you have and moreover the Steelers still had to win these games like Mm -hmm. still had to play the games it's not you can't just do it on paper or it's not just on vibes or power rankings you know um (laughs) uh I remember a year ago at at, when at five five and one or eight eight and one whatever and 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 people like our own behind the steel curtains Tony Defio were like the Steelers aren't even worth watching anymore now a year later with the same record it's like how, how could you dare not be excited about this Steelers team uh I'm sure it has something to do with the quarterback well we'll get there we'll get there let's keep uh, let's keep the Tomlin love going at Zachary Smith PGH Zachary Smith the Steelers week 16 game ver- week 16 it should be the Steelers week 18 game against- versus the no I got it wrong again it was 16 it was 16 take it back mm-hmm. Re- rewind at Zachary Smith PGH Zachary Smith the Steelers week 16 game versus the Cleveland Browns in 2012 is the only game Mike Tomlin has coached where the team was already eliminated from playoff contention that's absurd you know it's like you know, we always look at, oh, winning record streak or, you know, uh, other types of streaks. But here's a streak that is probably unmatched in all of coaching. You know, only one career game eliminated from playoff contention. One, you're 100% right. And two, uh, I've, I've thought of that particular game and the week run up to that game so much. Whenever someone talks about tanking or talk about you want to see this team lose, that that really sucked. That game, the run-up to that game, it was absolutely terrible. That was the one where, like, if you remember, Joe Thomas and uh, uh, one of the Steelers' defensive linemen were giving each other tips during the game. Like, it was, I think, like Ben and Plex, like, uh, uh, came up with some route together or something like it was it was weird like it's i mean i know it's easy to bristle against the word embarrassing but i think that's as close as like the actual thing has ever gotten to it is that it was just so weird and off-putting and and no it um so any enjoyment you get out of even a a season like this that you know isn't one where maybe hey they're a super bowl favorite is so so much better than that because when you say you want tanking you don't know what all that entails (laughs) no one wants tanking who wants yeah the only people want tanking are the people who uh have you know or they got to be so young they've never been here you know anyone with right any kind of sense of history uh should a know that uh, you know, it's always comes down to week 17, 18, uh, 60 minute game. You know, it's like history should tell us to be chill as fans. But, uh, mm-hmm. you know, every year and a year in and year out, it's got to be proven to us. Last year had to be proven mm-hmm. to us. This year again mm-hmm. had to be proven. We we have uh, thin skins and thin memories. If there's and not just a sense of history, but a sense of fun. <laughs> there's nothing fun about that. 
(laughs) If there's anyone still out there uh, doubting Mike Tomlin, I know there's some. I know there's some people in the BTCS Slack that are still still on the doubting train. But uh, let's hear from NFL mouthpiece himself, the face of the NFL Network, Rich Eisen. Mm -hmm. Uh, You know, I think it's an open and shut case to all the doubters still, uh, Mike Tomlin doubters and haters. If there's anybody in the Steelers hashtag here we go world. Well, first off, I, I got to address this. I, are we the hashtag here we go world? I hate that our hashtag is here we go. I just use hashtag Steelers. Well, I mean, it, 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 it's um, it's one of the f- a couple things. I mean, I can see it being annoying. I think it's one of the uh, it's one. I don't know if you remember there was the one year in the playoffs where like they put out, you know, here's all the different uh, chants you can use as hashtags. And the Steelers were here we go. The Panthers were keep pounding. The Pats <laughs> were do your job. And the Cardinals were see red, be red. So with those as the other options, here we go. All of a sudden, looks much more attractive. Although I agree with you. Also, that's a way to um start a derogatory rant. That is exactly a tone you use. I'm talking to everyone in the, and then just insert the blank, and then that's how you start. So if he, the hashtag here we go world, I mean, it's, you know. Hashtag here we go, you get a lot of like, you know, uh, I just graduated and it's my first day uh, on the nursing job. Hashtag here we go. And I'm like, oh, I guess that's a, that might be a, a Steelers tweet. Uh, anyway, right, all right. Exactly. I hope you succeed in addition to the football team kind person. Yes. Awesome. Anyway, back to Rich Eisen. Mm-hmm. If mm-hmm. there's anybody in the Steelers hashtag here we go world that what? needs that reminder. What? You have a Hall of Fame head coach. What? And if you think Mike Tomlin isn't all that what? or shouldn't be around anymore after all this time, you are, with all due respect, dumb. If <laughs> dumb, all due respect, <laughs> you are dumb. <laughs> I love how people are just coming out and saying it now. It's like this is the you know this is the second person now who's just saying, "Oh, Tomlin's already a Hall of Famer." Uh, you know, we don't even ha- like we even you know we even debate Ben. Oh, is Ben a verse first ballot Hall of Famer? Oh, yeah, he is. Mm-hmm. Or you know, no, he isn't. Is uh, but here's people already saying, "Yeah, Tomlin is already a Hall of Famer," and just come straight out and say, it. "If you're a hater, you are dumb." Yeah, it's it, it, and it is again. It's remarkable too that it's not like this is somebody at a newspaper or even somebody that's on TV once a week. This is a guy who I think is on your TV, if not seven of seven days, then at least five of seven days, and on the <laughs> league's actual their particular not propaganda network, but the network they run. It um, but yeah, I I, I and it's and it, I think it's even just to piggyback on what you're saying. It, this transition that you're talking about has really happened in nine days. <laughs> yeah. I mean, it's not oh, even yeah. been two weeks. Like, oh, yeah. It's, it's, I mean, after the first Baltimore game, it was who are we shipping out of town? Um, right. And less than a mm-hmm. month later, it's that's uh, why, you know, it's it's this new. How many statues can we build? <laughs> yes, it's the new year. New yins. They're, <laughs> they're popping up. Let's just quickly go around because it's not because that's the thing. Steeler Nation is blinded by the greatness. And, uh, mm-hmm. it, you know, you got to go outside. It's like you got to go outside Wakanda to actually, uh, you know, see. Let's go around the world with some more Tomlin love. At Real Clark 25, Ryan Clark. Keep firing Tomlin, y'all dummies. Okay, that's mm-hmm. to be expected. How about mm-hmm. at Ecknerwall23, Herb Lawrence. This is White Sox Media. Mike Tomlin coaches his ass off every single year. Uh, how about from at Will Graves, AP, Associated Press. 
I get that there's a staunch Never Tomlin crowd, and there's proof, like Reed in Philadelphia, that even good unions go south after a while just because. But man, to take the consistency for granted and even wish against it in some circles <laughs> is something I can't wrap my head around. Where where were all these people uh, all season? They they come out now in uh, you know January third or whatever, January fourth. But where 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 were these uh, Tomlin love all season? Well, I mean, specifically, so many of these people were the ones that were saying, you know, fire Tomlin or has Tomlin lost it at some point in October. It, uh, I do want to say this Will Graves guy, I, uh, you know, now that I've been staying with my mother for a, a couple of weeks here and it's just, you know, she watches those Sunday night uh, talking head shows and they had this Mr. Graves on and he's articulate, smart guy. And he brought up a point. Yeah, I guess he grew up a uh, Washington fan, you know, the now the commanders. And he said he, he said these people have no idea. I mean, I'm paraphrasing, but he said these people have no idea what this is like to have a team that you just hope plays in games that matter. I mean, that team was eliminated from the playoffs. Uh, What was it? Yeah, they're going to I mean, they're. They only have one game that doesn't matter this year, and that's like a fairly big deal. And even then, they have to start the quarterback thing all over again. Or is this is the guy going to do it? I mean, it's so, yeah. So this is, you know, you can't take these these the good times uh uh for granted i mean it, it's it's just yeah i thought he's there. everyone here's right yeah or these good generations these good uh you know this last 16 years i watching watching you know last week's games where it was like oh the jets you know jets almost uh had their first playoff appearance in 12 years and it's like oh mm-hmm. man we're always complaining like man no playoff wins uh you know three playoff wins in 10 years tomlin and then you're like oh these teams have had you know one playoff appearance in that whole time that tomlin might have three playoff wins in 10 years other teams have had one playoff appearance you know we we do playoff Go to the appearances. Other side of New- oh i'm sorry i'm just no, saying no, no, we no, do no, playoff no. appearances with with a ben on one leg we you know we're, we're knocking on playoff doors with duck devlin hodges uh the jets are out there putting first top five qbs out in the field every other year and um I, you know, just it's like we, we complain about Steeler fans like to complain about, oh, you know, Tomlin's an eight and eight, you know, head coach. And it's like, yeah, how many coaches out there wish they were career eight and eight coaches, you know? Oh, yeah. I just I pay you back on what you said. Go to the other side of MetLife Stadium. Look at the celebration when the Giants got into the playoffs. I mean, if I told you these guys clinched a birth to the Super Bowl and you watched that same video, you'd be like, yeah, they did. That's the way they carried on. It, um, you know, and there is, I've heard the criticism. It's like, well, the Steelers are only in this position because, you know, the Dolphins, oh, they lost two and they've had these play these games without two. It's like, okay, considering Duck and Mason Rudolph, just imagine if that Steelers team had had Teddy Bridgewater. Like, <laughs> I, I, they would have marched into those playoffs. They might have won that division like that, you know, it, uh, again, it's, 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 it can be very, it's so easy in this world of nonstop hype to not realize how good you have it. Let's, uh, you know, and for those who were like, oh, well, Tomlin's just a cheerleader coach or whatever. He doesn't really know, you know, he's not really in the X's and O's and all that. Okay. Let's go to at Tony Dungy. Tony Dungy. We said on Sunday Night Football pregame that Mike Tomlin had the Steelers practice in full pads on Friday to emphasize fundamentals and technique. It paid off. Their run game was more effective than the Ravens, and that was the difference. So, you know, uh, 
is this, I don't know if it's you call it a coaching move or a motivational move, but Tomlin knows what to do in the in the situations. If it's we got to practice with pads in Ravens week, if it's we got to you know put uh, put uh, Mark Robinson in there who might doesn't even know where he's running, but we're just going to wind him up and let him run because we got to stop. The, the Ravens somehow uh, that is on the coaching Tomlin said himself you know December and January that's when coaches make their money absolutely and it was and and this I'm so glad you brought up the thing about uh, practicing in pads because that I think that's a bolder decision than most people think imagine if they'd lost that game particularly as they'd lost the Ravens game before and other games this season where you know the other team runs the ball to run out the clock or even if they'd gotten the last minute drive it would have been non-stop criticism of Tomlin why on earth would you have them practicing with pads in late December Oh, exactly. All the haters would be like, uh, you know, it's like, meanwhile, mm-hmm. we praise Chuck Knoll, who was doing two-a-days, uh, you know. <laughs> you got Franco. You have you to know, carry a tire back to your dorm room or something. Or, yeah. yeah, it's I like, thought. oh, Franco's avoiding contact. Yeah, they're doing tw- two-a-days with uh, Mean Joe and Lambert across the side there. I don't. Um, let's move on to, I think this is an interesting point. Let's move on at RG3, Robert Griffin III. Next week, Mike Tomlin will either have his first losing season or pull off his greatest regular season coaching job of his career. Going two and six to eight and eight with all the challenges he's already already faced is impressive. Uh, th- there is a lot, you know. If he if he loses, mm-hmm. if we if Steelers lose this game, Tomlin has his losing record. It's in you would say, you know, statistically or win percentage, the worst team of of his Steelers tenure. However, if mm-hmm. you win, you go to the playoffs, uh, winning season, then it looks as his, as his best. Is it all come down to this game against the lowly Browns? Well, I mean, it's, it's, I think I still personally think the likeliest scenario is they win the game and don't go to the playoffs just because of the other things that still do have to happen. It's not like they're winning in, but I, yeah, I mean, I think, you know, a lot more comes down to this game than perhaps people would realize than we then initially would, you know, seem just based on all those little legacy things. But again, the true story, at least from the perspective of you and I, who try to take a longer view is that what's great about this is that it's in a position for this game to matter this much. I mean, the fact that he the, the losing season wasn't clinched after the losses where they did not look terribly good against Buffalo and Philadelphia. Uh, 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 you know, that it's, that's not, that the losing season wasn't clinched long ago, that it can still come down to all this is impressive in and of its own right, regardless of what happens Sunday at 1 p.m. And it's not just, and don't forget, it's not just Tomlin's, uh, you know, winning season record on the line, or it's not a shot at the playoffs on the line, but there's also that home winning record that we haven't had a losing season at home since 69 or something. So that's mm-hmm. on the line too. So there's more than just a couple points of pride. Obviously the Steelers uh, have everything to play for, but uh, you know, do the Browns, I really hope the Browns, you know, here, I hear in Ben and Marquise talk on their pod a few weeks ago, and they would talk about going to the Browns in the last week of the season when there's nothing, really nothing to play for. And the Browns just kind of always fold in the end. I really hope that they bring that energy this weekend. <laughs> well, I think just in general, I think there's a, 
frankly, higher caliber of players on this Browns team than there were on that Browns team. I mean, I don't mean to say that these guys are world beaters. They have a losing record for many, many valid reasons. But those teams that those guys talked about, I mean, there wasn't so much Miles Garrett, you know, Deshaun trying to figure it out. I mean, it's whatever you think of it, Chubb for starters. I mean, whatever you think of these guys, they do have genuine talent, a lot more so than many of those other high draft picks back in the day did. He can keep my tombstone or whatever. I'll take the W. I just want the W, I hope. Uh, now, you know, look, it's not all Tomlin praise. Of course, what, what do the Tomlin haters have to say? Yeah, there's a couple of voices out there still. How about at Pete Ferrugia 15, Pete? This is why these clowns never make the playoffs and move on. What the F did they win yesterday? A regular season game to go 8-8? Eight and eight? Tomlin needs to go. Ever see the Patriots doing this crap back in the day? And then he included video of the players and, and Tomlin dancing. Tomlin, dude, I, I will say this about Tomlin. I, will, I don't think he has the best dance moves. You know, we've seen him do the oh, AB yeah. dance, you know, put that ish on. And then this week after mm. Ravens, he was doing like the gun points or something, you know, yes. it was like, it was the shooter, but it was very shooter McGavin almost. Yeah. Like, I mean, yeah. that's like very white old dad dance moves. Like, come on, Tomlin. I need you to, you're on TikTok. Let's pick up some, you know, let's pick up some of those moves out there on, on, uh, you got Marcus Allen in the locker room. He's dancing with one arm and a sling. Tomlin can do, you know, a little, I don't know, you know, Little well, some of those or guys something. admittedly might be in a little bit better shape than Tomlin is at this point. It, um, and I, I, I do like how you know it, 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 he can't. If I'm, if we're talking about the same video, he comes in late to it. Yeah. With his figures, you're almost like, oh, oh, he made an appearance. Like I, I for one, was genuinely shocked, and I was like, oh, oh, it's oh, Tomlin. Like it's he very much wanted it to be a reveal that he was there. So it, um, but you're right. It, uh, I had no point. You know, the Steelers could win the next five Super Bowls. I really doubt he's getting invited on Dancing with the Stars. Then a good point. But I love I love the I love him getting in on mm -hmm. it. And I and people, you know, are criticizing Marcus Allen still. What's he, you know, deserve to do these dancing videos? I love it. I love the energy and you know, it's uh it's 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 contagious. If you don't watch that after the game and feel that way, if you're like, Oh, this is proof that Tomlin has no discipline, I can't help you. I can't help you. Pete Farouk. Well, that's also yeah. how a team comes together. I mean, you have to yeah. celebrate the good times. I mean, that's you want to talk about people being a team and wanting to work for each other and play for each other. That's the foundation of that. That's the glue of that, being able to celebrate together, building a culture of winning. That's what it looks like. Uh, one last thing on because we, you know, it's like it's all Tomlin all the time. We haven't even talked to Kenny. So, last thing <laughs> on Tomlin here at Mini Me 29, per Pericles. Mike Tomlin hasn't won a playoff game in six years equals a bad coach. If the Pats don't make the playoffs or lose in the playoffs, it will be five years with no playoff wins. Does that make Bill Belichick a bad coach? Oh, there's a double standard here. You know, it's like I don't see any Steeler fans complaining. Yo, yeah, Tomlin's just as crappy as Belichick. They haven't won playoff games in five years. I mean, it, the, the counter argument to that is that Belichick's uh, uh, trophy case is much larger than Tomlin's. But there is a real point to be made about what is Belichick as a head coach without Brady? Because, I mean, we saw that in the 90s, and it was a good, but by no means championship caliber Browns team. <laughs> and that might be what Belichick can build without Brady, a team that can compete, a team that can win a game on a given Sunday, but not a team that you're going to see in the playoffs and go, wow, we're afraid of these guys. Although I will say I 
like so many of the rest of you listening to this, I was rooting very hard for the Patriots this Sunday, and boy, was that weird. <laughs> and, uh, I'm very glad, uh, uh, you know, Teddy threw that interception where he got hit, because if not for that, I don't know how they were going to pull that out. That, uh, that offense is struggling up there. Yeah, yeah, that was, uh, yeah, I hate, yeah, you don't, you don't ever, I mean, look, you don't, mm-hmm. like, hey, when someone gets chemoed, uh, it happens, and mm-hmm. certain, certainly, mm-hmm. yeah, I think we all had similar feeling, not that, you know, no one was rooting, but it was. Right, uh, oh, no, that's not what I'm saying, I'm yeah. just saying that if that interception hadn't happened, and uh, happened that way, I don't know if Pat's pulled that out, because that offense was just as bad as advertised. Yeah, just as bad as a uh, early Steelers offense. <laughs> yes, exactly, I mean, I kept thinking of the game the Steelers lost against those guys, and I was like, where was this offense there, and it's like, oh, okay, playing against the TJ less defense. Alright, let's take our break, we gotta talk Kenny in the second half because uh, Kenny's making history out there you you think that Ben Roethlisberger is the greatest quarterback in the fourth well uh, Kenny Pickett has entered the chat all right we will be back in a moment enjoy this message It's Kaylee Cuoco for Priceline. Ready to go to your happy place for a happy price? Well, why didn't you say so? Just download the Priceline app right now and save up to 60% on hotels. So whether it's Cousin Kevin's Kazoo concert in Kansas City, go Kevin! Or Becky's Bachelorette Bash in Bermuda. You never have to miss a trip ever again. So download the Priceline app today. Your savings are waiting. Go to your happy place for a happy price. Go to your happy price. Priceline. All right, back for the second half, and it's all about QB1, KP8, your new franchise quarterback. I don't know. Everyone is like, mm-hmm. it's like even like Ramon, everyone from like Ramon Foster to Stephen A. Smith was like, this is the moment. This is the moment. Um, I, it, it, I, it didn't feel like that in, in the moment for me. Like, yeah, this is the, I just, I just kind of assumed like Kenny, I've already locked in Kenny for the next for the rest of his contract at least you know yeah i mean i think it's it's um it, it, it yeah it's a this is a moment this is the moment kind of thing i think it's different for everybody i mean i remember being there with the moment where i thought with roethlisberger was actually a play that got called back i remember in his first game first home game he uh it, it seemed like he got tackled he got up and he threw a pass that he improvised and it got called back because he was rolled down and then they went down and got a touchdown and i and that's the moment where it was real for me then uh for kenny i mean as you can pick any moment i think from a lot of the games maybe where it didn't work out maybe with some of those plays in the miami game da, da, da. but this is the one where i think even if you were holding out, even if you were a hater, even if you were waiting or you were afraid, where it might, where you, where, you know, even you had to maybe, where even that person had to get on the bandwagon. Yeah, let's, uh, let's get to the tweets. Let's start with at Optostats. Optostats. Kenny Pickett of the Steelers is the first rookie in NFL history to have game-winning touchdown passes in the final minute of the fourth quarter in back-to-back games. I mean, that's very specific, uh, Mm -hmm. but nonetheless, uh, remarkable. No, yeah, absolutely. I mean, it's it's one of those things that you're like, okay, a lot goes into that that doesn't have to do with the quarterback. Okay, but how did it never happen before? 
in football history uh, with the rookie. I mean, a lot of rookie quarterbacks have played and started. That it, it really has happened. At, um, and that no one ever did it before is pretty mind blowing. It really is. You just figure, you know, when you have a quarter, when you have a rookie quarterback, you're trying as much as possible to not put the game on his arm, you know, and right. Yeah. So or he, you're also not in a game where you can come back in the fourth quarter. Yeah, yeah, that's true, too. Yeah. Um, let's keep this. Let's keep the stat train going. At Trivia mm-hmm. PGH, PittsburghSportsTrivia.com, Kenny Pickett is the first rookie since the merger to win four or more games and throw fewer than two interceptions in in November and December. Um, wow! I, I guess the I guess the more uh, important thing to me in that is the is the picks. You know, only two picks yes. in the last what six games? Mm-hmm. mm-hmm. And absolutely, and always there's a bit of luck with that too. Okay, but there's not. But but that few of them isn't just luck. It, uh, that's that's a lot more than just luck going on there. And and also, whenever I see a stat like this, I don't know, maybe it's me, but whenever I see since the merger, I'm never sure, is it that it happened before the merger or is it that's this far back as the stats as we could find easily? So we put out the tweet then and said, well, that's impressive enough. Put it out there. I think that's what it is. Like whenever I'm searching mm-hmm. stats, like they don't even they, they don't go back. The specificity is as far as like play by play and drives, mm-hmm. like they don't even go back to the beginning of the Cower era. So it's like, <laughs> so if you know, for maybe the hardcore stat geeks out there, like Dave Schofield, maybe he'll dig into there. But mm-hmm. when, I, when I'm doing my, and I'm like, oh, it doesn't go back before '92. Oh, since '92, oh. then. <laughs> and also, too, that's 30 years. Like, I mean, that's long enough. Like, it's not, you know. <laughs> and been plenty of great quarterbacks in in those eras, you know, and plenty of rookie mm-hmm. quarterback, you know, or or it's hard right. to remember were great quarterbacks great their rookie year, and the answer I guess is usually not. So oh yeah, mm-hmm. um, you know Kenny, it's like it's it's uh, you know it's more and it's just it's just more praise on Kenny. You know I know it hasn't been the best first three quarters um, of these games, but then again you never could say that for Ben too. I don't know. Right? Uh, oh, you and you could have said that in the those early years many times. I mean, it, you know, I mean sometimes obviously we remember the playoff games against the Colts where they come out firing and all that, but it's not like those teams were putting up forty points every game and blowing folks out and that kind of thing. Let's compare Kenny to mm-hmm. Ben uh, at Tommy Jaggy. Tommy Jaggy. Kenny Pickett posted a 79.6 QBR rating against the Ravens via ESPN. For reference, Ben Roethlisberger averaged a 41.3 quarterback rating last season and hasn't had a quarterback rating as high as Pickett's in a game since December 9th, 2018. Uh, it's, wow. It certainly didn't feel like the best quarterback performance in f- four to five years, but I, I mean, I guess QBR says yes. Right, and also, I, I, if I remember correct, correctly, and, for, and correct me if I'm wrong, is that QBR was eventually it was invented by like ESPN and people because the regular t, t, you know quarterback rating was way too hard to understand because QBR tops out at 100 versus 158.3, which nothing should ever. I mean, that sounds like it. You're measuring them by Fahrenheit. I mean, that's never made sense. Yeah, that's what I'm used to. I guess I'm more I'm more uh, familiar with quarterback rating. Right. And QBR is is different. Okay. Yeah. And it's I think because it was supposed to be easier to figure out. But I mean, the only thing I can figure about this is the QBR 
let's put a real priority on lack of turnovers. Yeah, that, yeah. I mean, that's it's got to be lack of turnovers or it's, I don't know, if you run for a first down or something. I, I, I mean, it's, I'm trying to remember what game happened December 9th, 2018. I want to I think it might be one of those, like, that game against the Ravens where he put up 40 at home or the one where he, against the Packers. I mean, it's, you know, it's, and also I believe a lot of that QBR average last season was probably like nine or 10 in the first half and then like 80 something in the second. Someone, like, someone posted a picture of, of, a of a stat line from last year's Cleveland game where it, the stat line was like Ben 20 for 33, 96 yards or something, you know, like not a, not a good day for QBR. Right, right, right. Uh, but, you yeah. know, forget about QBR. Let's talk about game-winning drives and fourth-quarter comebacks. That's where we know Ben is king. Let's at mm -hmm. the Steelers and at the Steelers and that. Kenny, uh, last night, last week's game, Kenny Pickett's mm -hmm. fourth career game-winning drive and third fourth-quarter comeback. Uh, ben had four game-winning drives in a season five times, including his rookie year where he had five game-winning drives and four fourth-quarter comebacks. However, Ben's, wow. rookie, Ben's rookie year was not – those comebacks didn't come on his arm. It was a lot of run with the bus. Um, oh, yeah. You know, he didn't have – in fact, in, in, in Ben's rookie year, none of those fourth-quarter comebacks uh, were, by, were by touchdown passes. Wow. And, um, I mean, that's – and that was – you know, and I think that was really good team they had then too. And, and none of this, and look, none of this is take anything away from anything Ben did. That's not what we're doing here. But it just, but it just all the more buttressing that point that Kyle has made over and over again, and rightly so, about how this is something to be appreciated in and of itself. I mean, the day when this team is a contender, however you, the the listener, define that, they're going to need to win games like this, tight games in Baltimore on last-minute drives, because that's what the Steelers teams that won Super Bowls in the past with Ben absolutely had to do. Yeah, absolutely right. Yeah, go back how many years, and it's always been these heart attack games in heart attack seasons, you know. Mm -hmm. And in the in the seasons that we don't, and the seasons when we start eleven and zero, uh, doesn't always work out, you know. So, uh, right, mm -hmm. we won our Super Bowl as a, as a six seed in Super Bowl forty, right? Um, mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. So uh, let's keep going. Oh, um, oh, you know, this isn't on the page, but you know, we would, we talked about it a little bit off uh, camera. Uh, off camera, whatever, off mic. How, um, like, just you know, Kenny hasn't. Kenny's been in these, you know, down a touchdown with five minutes left in the fourth. He's been in these situations more than Ben, or more than any rookie quarterback. You know, I think it took Ben mm -hmm. 104 games. Someone tweeted until he was mm -hmm. in his situation that Kenny's been in now, where four, uh, four situations where he could, you know, drive down the field at the end of the fourth for the for the win. Oh, absolutely. I, I want to say that guy's name was like Scott Casimir, something like that. I don't know how to pronounce it, but, um, but yeah. And it's, and if you remember that, it wasn't that those Steeler teams, uh, you know, they weren't playing close games. A lot of them were close games. It's either they were up late and holding on to a lead and trying to run the clock out or they were down and it, you know, they, they it's, it really is the early days of Ben's career. I mean, it's as I age, I, it, it kind of hits me. That really was a very different kind of football than what you're seeing today in terms of how much running was done both in the league and by the Steelers in particular. 
Let's let's get to some. Uh, let's get to the most ridiculous uh, Kenny comparisons out there because it's like you know, geez, uh, two comeback wins back to back, and all of a sudden the 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 yellow jackets are getting sewed here. Let's uh, <laughs> at Isaac V underscore four Isaac Varick. Colin Collinsworth said it best for once. Had Mahomes made that pass to Najee for the touchdown, ESPN would be talking about it for weeks. Is uh, is Kenny in the? Are we putting Kenny in the Mahomes category? Uh, I, I I I think that I take this line more to be a, 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 a real way to criticize the way other places talk about Mahomes. I mean, he is great, and obviously he's an easy Hall of Famer and, and a first ballot, and one of the all-time greats. But I mean, you're right. I can't. I mean, I the number of times I've been on a treadmill at my gym and see that man shovel pass or do a play just like the one Kenny did to win that to win that game is is overwhelming. So I do. So I do think that's a, a valid a valid exaggeration. <laughs> to um that that's more i think that's more a way to criticize the national sports media than it is to uh, uh blow up kenny i don't even think the Najee pass was his best throw on that drive i think it wasn't the one to sims was like yeah. whoo that was like you saw elway or someone someone make that mm-hmm. kind of throw you know uh, and, and, and that no, that was that I, I agree right i was going to say that exact thing if you hadn't and also the fact that again that wasn't the friar move that wasn't the that wasn't the george or deontay that was to sims who you know if that goes bad the thing is then the criticism becomes why on earth is sims out there why is the pass going to sims in the middle of the ravens uh, side of the field the guts to even just look over the middle like that uh with sims over the slot when you had you know it's like you got pickens you got dj you got mooth but it's like nope i'm looking over the middle uh bracketed coverage and hit and hit mm-hmm. this it's just that was the throw there um, yes yes it was and it convinced even some of the biggest grinches like <laughs> at paul zeiss paul zeiss i mean seriously kenny pickett has all the qualities that ben roethlisberger had tough gritty winner mobile thinks on his feet improvises makes big time plays wow he's a seven star athlete <laughs> <laughs> is he? I mean, is, is 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 it too late? To, is it too early to compare him to Ben? I mean, he's making fourth well, quarter I, wins. I, think the, I mean, the, the the big comparison I noticed that was lacking in Paul Zeiss as much as I have come to appreciate Kenny is that Kenny's like what a fo- a foot shorter than Ben has like forty less pounds than him or something like that. And I think that's you know that that's going to take its toll when you know whatever this next generation's Bart Scott or Mario <laughs> Williams does get a hit on him. But um, but yeah, I do. Th- I, I, I but I mean, it's, you know, in, in reading a lot of this, the praise of Kenny this week, I couldn't help but think of the same things that everyone was saying about the seventh round pick Mark Robinson in that, hey, this guy, you know, he may not know all the things, but he knows the things that can't be taught. And I think that's the better, less crazy way to say what Zeiss is trying to say here. He knows what he knows, the things that other people won't know. That's uh, I like it. <laughs> Um, can't learn. <laughs> you can't learn. Yeah, I love mm-hmm. it. Let's go to at SD Extra Media Blitzburg USA videos. LOL. Yins have a Kenny Pickett apology form circulating now. This was going around. It was, uh, you know, it looked like a doctor's note, and it said mm-hmm. uh, reasons for apologizing. And you could check one. I blamed him for awful play calling. I wanted to draft Malik Willis. I made fun of his small hands. I'm a PSU WVU grad. I I think I I'm gonna I think I initially I check I wanted to draft Malik Willis, but uh, today I'm you know hey once they made the choice to put him in I was behind mm-hmm. Kenny all the way. 
Absolutely. And, and, and so many others were. And this was, of course, just, uh, uh, you know, one more way for the uh, uh, the Kenny Packers, the whole way to, um, you know, uh, 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 show up others, particularly if they, you know, had a little bit of Photoshop. But I mean, I was struck by if 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 there were still, you know, holdouts. Uh, believing in Willis, it's hard to think of someone that face planted worse this week. Not just that, you know, Kenny had these two great games, but also that Josh Dobbs is getting to start over him in the game of the year for the Titans, a de facto playoff game. Yeah, I mean, it makes yeah, it makes Colbert and and uh, and Tomlin just look like geniuses now, and, and and makes me think everyone who hyped Malik Willis so much. Uh, can can you trust you know it's like it makes me want to go back to all those mock drafts and like can I trust anyone who said Malik Willis was ready to be QB1 round 1 you know Oh yeah, I mean it's right, and it's and it's not to say that Willis won't become a good starter someday. That's entirely possible. I wouldn't rule that out. I mean, but the dude was drafted in the fifth round. I mean, I I was struck by you know in the wake of that good game that Dobbs played, ultimately losing against the Cowboys. There were so many articles about like he could be the Steelers' backup quarterback next year, and it's like why would the Titans let him go? Yeah. I mean, what you know? <laughs> like, and why would Do- Dobbs? Why would he come back to back up another franchise quarterback? Right, right. Like he could be. Showed he could be that this guy. He already did it once. And he even said, I think Dobbs said was like, you know, it took, it's taken me this long to get my opportunity. And, mm-hmm. you know, we always, you know, a lot of times fans are like, oh, you know, first round pick, let's get him in there. You know, let's get him in. But, you know, look at Trace McSorley, look at Josh Dobbs now. These quarterbacks, or heck, look at Mason Rudolph. Uh, it's, mm-hmm. you, you can spend four or five years never getting really an opportunity to prove yourself. So, um, just one more reason especially to be- in a week where all oh, i'm sorry i was just gonna say that, especially in a week of all of steeler nation was rooting for gino uh, uh against you know the jets it uh, and he played a fine game at uh, the i mean I'm, you know i was sitting there watching this game with my family and it hit me you know i'm like we were on edge with this but the jets were never in this the, uh, yeah. gino played a fine game and they, they had him the whole way that's right gino did his work now it's up to uh now we just need what josh allen to come through and we need uh what's the other who's the other game we need I, I, who's starting for the jets this week is it mike white i i, I mean i i never thought i'd say this i wish it was joe flacco they That's got the guy to I know. you got to put flacco in there to win it for pittsburgh right the uh <laughs> the old pit qb oh. that's right all right let's get the band on the field The band is on the field. We got some odds and ends to uh, to wrap up here with. Let's start with at Playmaker TD. Playmaker TD. Pittsburgh fans are taking over Baltimore. And then there was video of this guy in a picket jersey who had climbed the Ray Lewis statue and waving his terrible towel. Now, you know, it's like... It's like I, when 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 the Ravens whooped us and they were waving those towels in stadium. I was like, that's total disrespect. It's going to come back to bite them. And then we got our revenge. But did we take it too far? Can we? Can you celebrate on the Ray Lewis statue? Is that bad etiquette? Oh, I mean, I, I was just going to say that not all that far away. If you've ever seen the videos of what the Penguins fans do after winning against the Capitals, how they take over the steps across from the stadium and just nonstop scream at the stadium. It's way, way more disrespectful for than this. And the Pens fans will do it after like game three of a series. They'll win in six. So, I mean, it's I, I also think it's, you know, regardless of what happens, this is most likely the last time any of the Steelers play the Ravens until next uh, fall. So I think if you showed up <laughs> at that game, you said three all that and they won by all means get on that statue and uh, wave your towel but hopefully also get home safe okay yeah because i'm just you know if i saw someone you know if i saw someone uh taking a leak on the art rooney statue or something out there then i think there'd be uh there'd be words to have 
Right. Oh, yeah. And also, I would like to point out that waving a towel is very different than uh, committing a small public crime. <laughs> okay. And, uh, well, sure. I mean, I mean, I, I mean, you're, I know. I mean, I'm with you. I would never do it. I would never. I would make faces at the Ray Lewis statue, but that would, and I would talk about how funny it would be if I got up there. But I wouldn't actually do that. Like, and, um, but yeah, I'm with you. All right. Um, move on. We, we we didn't even talk about public enemy number one. How about I know at I Fick don't. Matt, Matt Fick, Matt Canada saw the rumors of him getting fired and decided to call a fun, interesting offense. Wow. Uh, I Was it fun? I don't know how fun the offense was. It took it still took to the fourth quarter to get going. But I still think this is um, it's not a mark against Matt Canada. If anything, it's just it's like he's working well with Kenny. Yeah, and and I also I I guess I would bump a little bit against the idea that it's not working well just because uh, they didn't score points, which obviously is the goal, and they need to do more of that. Sure, but man, how long had it been since you seen them run the run the ball like that? They never ran the ball like that against Baltimore. I know because I saw their stats where they said that was the most yards they got against the Ravens since '97. So that's like the bus's second year. Wow, you know that was. I mean, even even the good Steelers teams, the one to one championships, didn't run on the Ravens like that. uh, Particularly not in Baltimore. So that's why it's a little hard for me to be. I mean, I mean, yeah, they needed to score more points, particularly on that first drive. But um, but yeah, they were running the ball like crazy. You know, it's uh, it's another lifeline for Matt Canada. I think you know, uh, it's. I mean, I it's it's the further we get away from September, the the less I remember from those September games. And I can now I'm just you know, people say fire Matt Canada. I'm thinking what the guy who we've gone six and two the last eight. I mean, you know, there, I, there were some dark games in October too. But you're right. I mean, it's it, it's depending on what. I mean, if they lose Sunday, then you can be like, well, we're getting rid of them anyway. But uh, but yeah, I mean, it's you know, it, it it's it's again, it's one of those things. It's good that we're having this debate. If it was so obvious they were getting rid of them, things would be much much worse. Let's, uh, we, you know, we, we haven't even mentioned the great at the Pony Express this week, Andrew Filipponi. You paid Deontay Johnson $18 million a year to get his second foot down in bounds. I mean, it's like, can we criticize uh, a professional athlete for not being able to break the laws of physics in a, in a, you know, extreme, extraordinarily athletic play. I mean, how much? Oh yeah, I mean, it would have been a great catch for him to have made that one. It would have. I mean, and it's and it's, you know, and whenever his. I mean, the thing is, I mean, when his next negotiation comes up for a contract, it's going to be tough in that negotiation for them not to be like, hey, you had zero touchdowns. I mean, hopefully <laughs> he scores a few this weekend, but like that's, you know, it dumb, but. I mean, I, I, I get the criticism of Deontay being overpaid. I do think, you know, he helps the uh, uh, receivers overall, and I get frustrated by him too, and that would have been a perfect catch. But, I mean, it's, you know, it is tough with him not. I mean, it's it was it, the last touchdown he got was Ben's last game in uh, Pittsburgh. Um, is I mean, there's only been how many? There's only been a handful of touchdowns this season, you know. So right, oh yeah, exactly. There's not a whole whole lot going around, right? He's and have thrown ones too at um. Mm-hmm. Uh, you know, I mean, it's I. I feel if anything, um, well, it's hard to say when when in those contract negotiations, who knows what what rationales they use. But if I, you know, right. if I went to Tomlin today or Omar Khan and I said and I'd say, hey, DJ, no touchdowns. What the heck is up with that? I'm sure they'd come back with, uh, well, you know, this many first downs or this many, you know, completions compared to this many targets. It's it's not it's a, it's a it's a down year in in those stats, but. I mean, he's still. I mean, he's still coming up on, uh, you know, a hundred. Oh yeah, it's not a hundred catches, but he's still he's still 
put oh, a no, volume. No. And it's and and honestly, I think for you know, I mean, I'm sure they're all like, oh, money, you know, oh, it's too much. Okay, but it's with with the rate being for what we've seen for receivers. I can't imagine Deontay's too overpaid given what a lot of those are getting at um. Yeah, I mean, you know, if it was uh, Christian Kirk money or something, like... Mm -hmm. Thank you. I always forget that guy's name. (laughs) Thank you. I always forget that guy's name. And uh, so so have uh, have, uh, Dolphins fans, I think. I don't know. Let's... uh, (laughs) At Steeltown underscore AZ, Bobby Price. Devin Bush standing on the sideline with his helmet in his hand. Wow. Only five snaps. Uh, for Devin Bush, you, now you know if you want to be optimistic, you can say, "Well, they they definitely had a specific game plan for the Ravens. We'll see if that continues against the Browns." But it certainly looks like, it, I mean, if if not a benching, it's a, certainly a demotion and kind of the writing on the wall, I guess, for next season. Certainly, and also too, I mean, they they had the package to have Mark Robinson in there against a team that runs very well. Well, the Browns run very well too. I mean, it's how would the package be all that much different? I mean, obviously the Browns have a much better quarterback, but even then he's still getting his feet, uh, footing. But um, but yeah, I'd be surprised if Mark Robinson weren't a major part of uh, uh, the defense this coming week as well. And uh, and Liao, you know, Liao got the mm-hmm. shout out right. after the game. Thank you. And they mm-hmm. and who didn't get activated? Who um um who wasn't activated? Malik Reed didn't even get the helmet. Right. So helmet, you know, we'll yeah. see if that continues. If uh, it could, you know, could mm-hmm. be things pointing up, I guess. I don't know. Um, at Steelers win 109, Minka Bird Steelers. Chris Boswell saved the season with this tackle, by the way. And he's talking about the the huge yeah. return. You know, it's like Baltimore. It's like we're, we're trying to beat Baltimore. And then they give up this huge return on special teams. And it made me think, man, we're not having a great special teams day. You know, doinking one off the field goal post. And then giving up this Two big penalties. Two, and remember, two, two holding penalties as well. But, mm-hmm. but, it, it, you know, he didn't, Chris Boswell didn't tackle him, like knock him down tackle, but he kind of forced him out of bounds there. Yeah, um, which is his job in that situation, yeah. You know, is that, how does, does that make up for being 15 for 22 on the season, you know, a play like that? I mean, it, it doesn't make up for him, but it's it's something that will always be remembered. I mean, it's it's something, this is not a guy that, uh, and the Steelers have been very fortunate with this. I mean, always having someone that's willing out there to not just be a kicker, but to be a part of a team as well. I mean, Shane's, Sean Sweesom was, you know, ruined his career tackling dudes in the Hall of Fame game. I mean, it's, you know, yeah, that, that very much did save the season. It shows how he is a real teammate. I mean, it's, you know, in the seasons where Boz gets hurt, he doesn't kick nearly as well. Hopefully this is part of that too, but I mean, it's, you know you've read the same rumblings as i have that they might bring in some competition for him next year even just to push him a bit in camp and it uh hopefully this is an aberration and again by the time this team is ready to compete compete next year uh boswell is back to his pristine self what does that exactly mean to push someone in camp it's like do we really expect it to be a true camp battle if if someone comes in and kicks uh i mean it really boswell would really have to be off his game to you know to have someone what does that mean to have someone come and you know push him in camp what i think it means and i could be wrong is that like the other kicker they get in camp isn't just some guy like it's someone that has a bit 
better resume, whether he was like a really great kicker in college, or maybe he's a guy that's kicked in the pros before. Like, like you'll notice, I think, and, and you know, like the, the kicker they had in camp this year, we don't know his name. We never saw him. I don't think he was the guy they brought in who did a fine job other than the Eagles game. I think it was just some dude because you need someone else to kick during camp to like have practices. So I think how to bring in somebody would be to bring in somebody that isn't just you know some college kid who's never kicked before but someone that does have a resume that could reasonably compete for a job elsewhere etc because it's just it's like you know you're gonna it, it just seems like we've had such a long memory with boswell um mm-hmm. you know uh with his with the other bad season a few years back to just be like mm-hmm. okay this guy we brought this guy in and for four weeks in at latrobe this guy was kicking better so okay boss see ya you know so he'll be ready for baltimore in december <laughs> right exactly yeah mm-hmm. okay well let's do a quick uh let's do a quick draft watch um no one not many people are talking about the draft picks now that we're uh <laughs> on the doorstep of the playoffs but for those mm-hmm. still counting we've got at still curtain still curtain even after going six and two since the bye the Steelers would still have three picks inside the 50 if the season ended today it's uh picks 15 34 50 and 81 that uh you know 30 pick 34 for uh chase is i mean that's looking like to be i mean maybe the biggest uh the biggest coup in front office history yeah i mean i I mean it's and isn't it i mean as we sit here tonight i thought i'd read that um what is it if if the bears uh lose and the texans win and the bears are starting nathan peterman or peterson whatever the pit quarter but former pit quarterback instead of fields that could go up to 32 since the Dolphins forfeited their pick. So it would be a second first round pick. Ooh, I mean, um, considering Abe Antonio Brown got nowhere near that, you know, Martavius Bryant, who, I mean, Mm -hmm. who was the last person traded for a first round pick? It was, uh, it was certainly someone not of Chase Claypool's pedigree. No, I mean, it was, it was, wasn't it Deshaun Watson? Oh, Deshaun Watson, Uh, Russell Wilson, uh, you know? Yeah, exactly. Those kind of guys, like guys that, you know, it, it, uh, yeah, multiple time pro bowlers or, you know, for, you know, former Super Bowl champions who are expected to lead a team to such things that, um, I mean, it's, it's pretty wild when you think about it. It really, really is wild, wild, wild. Let's, uh, let's finish mm-hmm. up with one more piece of wide out wowing mm-hmm. at rap sheet, Ian Rappaport. With the emergence of newly signed wideout T.Y. Hilton, the Cowboys are releasing James Washington. He's healthy mm. and has played in two games this year for Dallas. He heads to waivers and could be claimed. They asked the coach, and he was like, he just, you know, we needed the numbers on special teams. He's not a special teams guy. And mm-hmm. um, again, it looks like that was, it looks like the front office made the right move on moving on from him. You know, in the moment. Yeah, I mean, it's, it's a shame. I mean, it's, he was a second round pick and I remember, and there were so many times you thought, boy, he's really going to get it. He's really going to do it. And I'll never forget, you know, his deep touchdown from duck at the home game against the Browns to be, you know, a, a touchdown they absolutely needed it. Um, but yeah, but for whatever reason, it just, uh, just didn't work out for him so far. You know, is this a you know we always talk about how good the Steelers are drafting wideouts. That is this a, is this a miss in, in the in hindsight? 
I mean, so, I mean, yeah, it's looking that way. I mean, it's, you didn't get the second contract. You didn't get a second contract somewhere else. I mean, the second round pick, I mean, it's, you know, no one who saw him play that game with Mason Rudolph against the University of Pittsburgh at Heinz Field would say that it was a bad pick at the time. But, uh, but yeah, so far it, uh, you know, it's, it's looking like this was a mess. All right. Well, it's uh can't hit them all can't hit them all and if you and if you did then you'd be it'd be rigged or you'd have a uh you'd have a 70s dynasty team if you hit them all the time i don't know was that rigged i don't know was that i don't know i guess i guess it couldn't have been rigged but whatever we know how i feel about those null teams that's what we've been talking about all right that is what we've been talking about uh I guess if you want to keep the conversation going, you can find us on social media. I'm at Kyle Kreiss. Greg, where are you on there? I am uh, Instagram and Twitter at Greg Benefant. B is the boy, E-N-E, B is in Victor, E-N-T. Um, it's, this is uh, this is it. This, this is the it's the last. Well, it may not be the last game of the season. Who knows? Right. How crazy! Yeah, if, no idea. We thought that last year. We didn't. We didn't. We who knew right. if it was going to be the last week of the season? And that came down to an almost tie uh, on Sunday night. This could be even. This could be even uh, easier. Maybe this could be easier than that who than knows? last year. Mm-hmm. <sighs> All right. Um, well, I'm I'm already excited for this new year of Steelers fandom, and I'm Absolutely. sure this will continue all throughout 2023. I can't imagine anyone ever getting negative about anything ever again. <laughs> all right, until next time, remember the wise words of your coach: "Be the best selves. That's going to be required. Stay in school." <laughs>